0: Hey, greetings all and good, 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 good day to be alive. Joe Snedeker here from Newsbot 16 with the Mr. Curiosity podcast. Are you feeling it? I appreciate you keep coming back. And uh, what I want you to do is spread the word, number one, and also keep spreading the word about potential guests, meaning I want fun, energetic, uh, interesting people, those who make a difference sometimes positive, maybe even negative. We'll go with the positive though, but uh, just interesting people we have fun with and we mash it together. We mash it, man, we mash it. Now today I'm mashing with Bob Cordero, which uh, you might be saying, well well, 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 what's there to mash there? I know this guy is a politician. Maybe he got into trouble. He's a lawyer. I don't know. What do you know about Bob Cordero? I didn't know much. I kind of, we met, we hung out a couple times in the past, um, then he disappeared for uh, almost a decade. You know where he was in prison, but um, he's full of life. He's a dude in my eyes. He 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 laughs at himself. And that's the key to so many, uh, I, I feel, interesting people. You know, there's nothing worse than someone with a stick up their rear end. You know what I mean? wadi da snooty-snooty and uptight. But uh, Bob's not that. And uh, I want to tell you just a brief little story about uh, before I get into it with Bob. My, my, my feeling on politics, um, it's, 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 <laughs> it's pretty lean, to say the least, uh, my knowledge of politics. And I don't feel guilty about that. You know, I have no interest in um, the political system, politics in general. Um, it just doesn't interest me. And I used to feel guilty about that. Like, Snedeker, come on. You're an educated man. You have two college degrees. You're a university instructor. You're on TV doing meteorology. But no, I don't feel guilty. You know, Do you feel guilty about not knowing what Avogadro's number is or uh, what the interplay between carbon dioxide is and Earth's Milankovitch cycles? Come on. Do you know what's 250 feet, miles below your feet right now under the Earth's crust? Do you know what air you're breathing? Do you know what happened at the uh, end of the Permian period on planet Earth? I mean, there's a million things you should know about the planet. That I do know it's my specialty that you don't. Something as simple as what makes the wind blow. Do you know that? If your answer is no to all these things, that's fine. I'm not going to judge you. So don't judge me for not knowing simple things about politics and who my state representative is and who I'm, you know, who my congressman is. I don't care. I'm glad other people care and it creates a productive democracy, but it's not my thing, man. Not at all. Uh, another thing um, before I get to Bob Cordero is um, I used to feel guilty about not really particularly enjoying the Christmas time season. You know, when I was a kid, like most people, kid, Christmas was great. As you become an adult, especially a dad, <laughs> Christmas, you know, the whole Christmas time, aside from the religious aspects, it's dark, it's cold. Uh, I mean, we're, we're talking darkness at 430. Endless obligations, decorating, get here, go there, buy that, formal dinners. Oh, man, I don't have any interest in the commercialization and social aspects of Christmas. And I used to feel a little guilty about that or even a little ashamed. Uh, My my colleague at WNEP, Andy Palumbo, once told me, I don't feel guilty about not, uh, you know, well, I don't want to say about not liking Christmas, but not. But just saying, I don't care for it. You know, he freed me when he told me that, because now I can say, I don't care for Christmas time. (laughs) It doesn't make me a bad person. It's just not my thing. Let's flip it. I'm a mountain biker, a road cyclist. What if there was a time of the year where everyone should ride a bike and know all the components and and, and practice uh, 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 your skills on the bike and maybe do 50, 100, 150 miles a week what if you said no? No, thank you, Joe. That's not my thing. Would I call you a Grinch? No. So don't you dare call me a Grinch for not particularly uh, diving into the Christmas season. It's just not my thing. So I'm not a big Christmas guy. I'm not a big politics guy. I'm so weird, I don't even like Disney or anything about it. I like to in I like to dig in deep with the real world, facts, institution, science. Uh Letting go of dogma and staying with what is pure and honest and real and based on inquiry and truth. Yeah, that's where I like to be. So as I dive into Bob Cordero, lawyer, politician, political guy of the past, I want you to know these things as I go in, because uh, knowing my feeling on politics will help you understand the things I talk to Bob about. I hope. I hope. Are you ready? Let's go. Bob Cordero, come on in, baby. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. It's happening. Hi, <laughs> Joe. I love it. Bob Cordero. There he is.
1: No, I want to let you know. I I read your weather report every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think of you all the time. I think think of you all the
0: time. Yeah. That that sounds a
1: little creepy. (laughs) Yeah, doesn't it?
0: (laughs) Now, before I begin, I just want to let you know that if you hear something in the background, it's my dog. Okay. Chewing on something. He, he, he's probably going to hump the pillow later. He
1: just, <laughs> it's not me, it's him. <laughs> I can't be, do, dogs do not bother me. Cats, right. I have my, my cats running around here.
0: Excellent. I'm wondering on the, just to the upper left of your shoulder, I'm lo- I can't get my eyes off that. What is that? It's like a pattern. There's a football oh, uh,
1: there. There's it's, a, a, it's, it's a drawing that my uh, son did when he was in grade school. Oh, I love it.
0: You somehow, I love it. Good stuff,
1: yeah. All right, well, in my
0: intro, I I already said that I'm going to be talking to you, and I want to admit one thing to you right now I have no interest and knowledge of politics, legal stuff, lawyers. That's my (laughs) I hate that good, good interest in any, I
1: don't either.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's not true, but I'm wondering, I want to know about your life, how you ended up with uh, you know, your career. How it how it bifurcated from lawyer to politician, and then it ran into
1: some roadblocks, nosedive. Yeah, and Joe, don't don't hesitate to ask anything. I'm not I'm not this like I have do. no tr- I have no triggers. This I is don't fine. care. This is whatever what you want to talk about. You can talk about prison all you want. I don't really. It's all this, it's fine. This is why I pick you because you're not some uptight.
0: Fake? <laughs> <What an laughs> fake the world. i love it all right well let's start with your
1: uh you're born where dunmore uh actually scranton i think at the mercy hospital do we want to? you think do you want to get do you want to <laughs> give
0: the year or not yeah 1961 61 and i'm born in 66 so we're not all that far apart yeah. um i like how you said i think because when i looked at my grandfather's uh, birth he was born in 1900 and they put like a, there was like a two-week window like somewhere in this time like they didn't even care back then he was born yeah. maybe in May maybe in early G- well I'm
1: I'm pretty positive because all the Catholics were born there back then <laughs> that's right why they really were so any Catholic in the in the Scranton area went to Mercy Hospital why they wouldn't take any Hindus or anything there <laughs> well the other Moses Taylor and uh CMC I don't even know if CMC existed at the time but uh Moses Taylor was for others no oh, i didn't yeah it was a minor's hospital and then the the Catholic sisters of mercy set up the mercy hospital for catholics see i'm already learning
0: yeah okay so how about so siblings mom and dad
1: who who are all these people my my uh my Mother is a Saviko from Troop. She's Polish and Slovak. This is a connection. I feel yes. it. I knew there
0: was something. I knew
1: Yes. Yes, wow. my 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 grandmother's uh, uh, is Slovak. My grandfather uh, on my mother's side is Polish, Julius Saviko. Okay. A coal a coal miner. My grandmother was a coal, uh, cleaning lady. And uh, uh, they had my mother and uh, uh, three oh. other siblings in Troop, Pennsylvania. He was a, uh, my grandfather was almost a uh, a Ralph Cramden. He'd have all these crazy schemes to make money in the cold business. Is that right? And, and they all failed. <laughs> 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 but, but, but he certainly kept his spirit up right to the end. Uh, wow. And then my father, uh, Italian from Dunmore. And uh, my my grandmother is a Port Nova, my my uh, grandfather Credaro, which is Sicilian, and uh, he came over when he was two years old. So we've been in America for a long time. That's a dangerous and
0: combo when you when you combine those Mediterranean genes with those northeastern European genes. Weird things yeah. happen, brother. Weird things. Happen. <laughs> well, well, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I. You know, you, you got to watch what you say anymore in terms of uh, generalizing um, people's background and ethnic heritage. But when you think of Italians, you think of these very uh, emotional and 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 voiced people who express everything, and the arms are flying, and they they they, they they're, they're very outgoing. And then when you think a lot of the Slovakian people and Polish, just like these hardworking, dug-in, short-fingered people like me. <laughs> <laughs> We're like
1: a lot of times, keep everything inside, uh, you know, and, and so that's your combination. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, uh, my, my my Polish grandfather didn't keep anything inside. Oh, he did. Huh? <laughs> he was a good drinker too. <laughs> <laughs> weren't, weren't, weren't they all back
0: then? <laughs> yeah. So, so you went to? A, I imagine you're a public school
1: guy, or no? Dunmore High School. Well, it's actually, St. Anthony's Grade School, right? And and uh, in Dunmore, it's a Catholic school. That was a parish school. And then I went to Dunmore High School. Yes, proud proud Dunmore Buck.
0: I was going to say, I love the public school guy. So that, that to me says a lot too. I thought you would be maybe uh, maybe a private school guy, one of these high society private schools. <laughs> well, my mother tried to get me to do that and I,
1: <laughs> I simply refused. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to stay with the commoners. Yeah. <laughs> when I went to uh, public school also, we every Saturday we'd go to religious instructions with the, uh, the stereotypical nuns. And it was everything that the stereotypical nuns were. They'd come in with these beaten down, worn faces. They seemed like they were about a hundred years old. When I was like ten, I was going to these religious uh, catechism gatherings, and they were mean. And you had to sit properly and address them with "Sister Blank and Blank." Is that what you had to do too? All that we did a little,
1: well, a little bit of that in Saint Anthony's, but it was. It was sort of uh, disintegrating by the time I got into the higher grades there. Yeah. And, and we, we misbehaved a lot. Oh Yeah, the priest would have to come down and, and hit us with a paddle. Oh, I love, I love it. And no one complained, right? No one complained. <laughs> no. Well, when you, you know, in those days, and we'd have 50 kids and may, sometimes 60 when we started at St. Anthony's grade school. In a class built that could fit about twenty, and you'd be on top of each other. There'd even be kids sharing desks. It was, it was. Everybody went to Catholic grade school to start, and the nuns did beat you.
0: Yeah, and, and they did would, hit
1: you. And you but wouldn't they even go home you. and tell your parents, so you wouldn't even tell. You, them you would never. No, you, you keep never that your parents, because <laughs> you would, you would get something worse oh, than you I the know. nuns gave you. <laughs> and the nuns, the, the beauty of the nuns, though I got to say this, I love the sisters. They didn't tell on you either. Oh When, no, when you can't. were punished, when good you were point. punished, it was over. Yeah, and good. they did. They did what we don't do in school today. They did the three R's. Very basic, very rudimentary, and you learned times tables, all that kind of thing. Yeah. That that's that's with me today. I I'm very appreciative. For the nuns, the only thing I'm not appreciative to the nuns for, and I tell them this all the time, is they gave me this idea that I should be a public servant, and it didn't end up very well. So. <laughs> <laughs> they put that in your head. I love it. Yeah, so I blame them.
0: <laughs> so, so when you were like in school, elementary school, high school,
1: or whatever, what was your mom and dad doing for a living? My mother helped my father with his business. My father was a truck driver <laughs> okay. at a place called Rogers Trucking, and that closed down suddenly when you were and and probably two or three and uh so he was out of a job with three young kids and yeah he started uh, driving for uh uh, bright cleaners and spotless cleaners rather in dunmore and uh the nicholas family and then uh he started his own electrical contracting business when we I were little babies. Know. I didn't know this. So
0: so did he have a background in that or he just said I uh, No, he
1: went to he went to a free course at Penn State Dunmore and learned it because he had no job. Get and here. had to do something and he got into contracting.
0: So he becomes an electrical contractor, his own business. Yep. yep. And does that mean the money's rolling in, you're walking around, you got a BMW and you're 60- six. <laughs> Well, <laughs> no. oh, this is happening now or no? That did not No, happen. we
1: were, I mean, we were like everybody else when, when I was small. I mean, we were moving from apartment to apartment. We lived with my grandmother for a period of time. But then in in, in, in in Troop, and then in 1964, I believe, or 5, 64, uh, we built a house. My father built a house in Dunmore because he had contracting friends and they all pitched in. And that was almost the start of his business as an electrical contractor, and that's where you grew up then uh, in this new house. Yeah, that, well, Dunmore we were, Dad's a contractor. We moved. Uh, uh, we were on seven hundred five Maritz Street, and on December twenty first, nineteen sixty nine, in a blizzard, we moved down the street to uh, Hill Street in Dunmore, only only a half a block away.
0: Well, wait. He builds this house, and then three years later, he you're moving to a well new- five
1: five years five later, years he, later? Built, he built a bigger house. Yeah, Whoa. because it was a it was a small house for three kids as we were growing.
0: I think you're being humble. The money's rolling in. Not he's yet. Thinking, he's thinking I'm gonna get this <laughs> big new house. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a pool in the backyard. I'm gonna do all this, right. more. It's all going Dunmore. down. Oh, that's pretty
1: cool. So yeah, then he we was were- doing he was doing progressively better, uh, but. You know, we weren't, fortunately, we, or unfortunately, it seemed at the time, we weren't raised that way. We didn't, you know, we didn't get a car. We didn't, you know, those kinds of things. We worked, I worked starting, we always had chores, but then we worked starting in seventh grade.
0: Did you do any uh, electrical stuff? Or no? Yeah, they
1: tried, hard? they, they tried me out. <laughs> you know, Ohm's law, V equals IR. Do you know that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did. I did. Would, I I would learn very slowly and I would, I I, I remember learning how to put an outlet in and then, I I don't know, that kind of knowledge would just evaporate after I did it and they ended up just having me carry things. (laughs) (laughs) I picked things up. And I put them down. Oh, I love it.
0: Well, maybe that that made you realize this is not for me. I should go in a different direction. These are the kind of uh,
1: influences that guide our lives. Well, in in seventh grade, I got a dishwashing job uh, at the original hoagie shop (laughs) in Dunmore. Uh, My father bought into it later. And uh, I love that job, making hoagies. I would would wash the dishes from six in the morning. And then around two o'clock, the regular cook would leave and I'd get to go in the window and make the hoagies at the original hoagie shop. And, uh, I love that. I, and then, but, but, it, but as soon as, as soon as I told my father, I think I'd like to do this instead of go to college. Uh, he sold the business. <laughs> Is that right? I, I, I swear. And I, you know how childhood memories are. I swear I worked there, I think three summers, and then when once I made that statement that this would be a good living, yeah, I swear that I I left on a on a Saturday, and on a the following weekend when I was going back to work because I was working during school as well as the summers, yeah, uh, there was there was a strange man in there, <laughs> and I said uh, hello, and he says I'm Mister Ferry, he says I'm I'm the new owner here. <laughs> That's funny. And we didn't own the hoagie shop anymore, so I worked for him.
0: (laughs) So, so did when your how so your dad sold his business when you were just like a teenager.
1: Well, that wasn't just that. That wasn't his only business. He was always an electrical contractor, and he got into all kinds of real estate and everything. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So, so now you're seeing your dad become this tycoon, this business guy, (laughs) and now you're 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 a teenager. You're making hoagies. You're you're past the nuns, and you're thinking about a career. Like. What, what were you thinking? You're a senior in high school. Are you like the basketball guy? Are you the the, 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 the band guy? Are you the baseball guy? What well, I played
1: guys? I played football primarily, uh, but but I, I wanted to be a doctor until, until I took chemistry in high school. <laughs> I so. And I said, I, I am not doing this. I, I don't even know if I can, but I'm not doing this. It's too like hard. Of how
0: many doctors we'd have if, if it weren't for all those hard courses? <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but i i switched to i wanted to be a lawyer after that so that's well, that's I, and I, i stayed I, on that path well here's what i want to know i think i have this theory
0: and and it's a foolish theory that people are driven to become lawyers and pharmacists only for the money because could you be passionate about law no.
1: this is what i Oh know. yeah yes could? yes well the the reason i chose law is that I wanted to be a lot of things. I, I would have liked to have been a truck driver. My father, you know, I watched him drive very early as a kid. I, I'd like to be a business guy. I'd like to be, uh, you name it. Well, medical, I rep- ended up representing me- uh, doctors and, okay. and medical facilities. you got to do everything as a lawyer. you got to be involved in all kinds of businesses as a lawyer.
0: Entertainment. Right. That's like a doorstep into so many other things. You're right.
1: Yeah it's so uh it it just it satisfied that what i liked which was a lot of things so 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 i i I move forward on that
0: so you're a senior in high school you got girlfriends you're playing football you're 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 drinking beer probably in the woods outside of
1: (laughs) we started early. we
0: started earlier than that i know (laughs) everybody did back then i tell my kids that and they 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 think our, our generation were like animals i said when you're like 13, we, we you're in, I know oh, you're we like, <laughs> when I was like 13, I was already one of my buddies owned a bar. I'm not going to say what it is, but his dad had the three things that a 14 year old wants. His dad had beer at the bar. He had cigarettes and he had dirty magazines. So <laughs> we'd steal all these things from his father and go in the woods. That's what we did here. <laughs> 14, 15, 16.
1: was like yeah. yeah. life back then. <laughs> and we we drank at cemeteries and yeah. all kinds of places yeah yeah We're
0: not endorsing this people but it's just the way it
1: was <laughs> it's just the way it was not any longer not, not any long. longer so where do you go to college university of rochester uh i i had a few choices of uh colleges uh, for football and it came down to columbia and the university of rochester i chose rochester Oh, it was uh, very happy. related? It was like a scholarship type thing. Yeah, that's well. They they would contact you when they were recruiting, and uh, I sort of let that process take place instead of you oh. know I I they they the coaches came and recruited you, so that's how I decided where I'd look. Although I did apply and was accepted to Notre Dame, but I turned Notre Dame down because I would rather play than watch. I guess.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta be a big fish in a smaller pond. So there you are in the frigid shores of Lake Ontario. Winter must be torture. (laughs) Snow squalls. Frigid. It didn't matter back then. It didn't matter, right? Yeah, you don't
1: even think about stuff. And we had tunnels. It's a beautiful campus. uh, One of the most, one of the nicest in the country. And and we had tunnels connecting all the buildings. So (laughs) you you would go out, leave your fraternity or dorm, and you would run to the tunnel, and you just could have a t-shirt on all winter. Isn't that something I know? Never complain, probably right? Yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah.
0: I'm going to, I don't know the answer to my question, but I'm going to predict ICU if this was a football thing, like safety, maybe tight end. Are you, are you, I,
1: well, I'm short. So I was a linebacker. What? I was, I was undersized, but I was a linebacker. I was going to say, you're an undersized linebacker. Yeah. Get out of here. The most, the most I ever weighed was 190 in college, maybe even a little less.
0: Well, your head had to be in the ground the whole time. That's a small linebacker. Well,
1: low man wins.
0: That's oh, wrestling. That's, you got that's
1: wrestling and football. So you go. I, I will say this one thing about Dunmore High School and 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 my coachenzes. We we were drilled. That's one of the reasons we had great teams, not necessarily great athletes, but great teams. We were drilled in the fundamentals, like the Roman army was drilled. I yeah. mean, we we all right. I, I, you knew where that ball was going as soon as it was snapped. <laughs> You knew where the blockers were going. They just, he just drilled those fundamentals into our head and, and a, a, you know, a a so-so athlete would become a very good football player and a, and a very good teammate. And that's, that's probably one of the reasons, not one of this, it's, it's the reason that I had an opportunity to play in college. Oh, that's interesting.
0: I didn't know that. So did you do it for four years? Yeah. Yeah. I find that as a science major, I have two science degrees in college. I couldn't imagine doing something like that that requires and absorbs so much of your time. How, like, how do you do it?
1: How do you, how do you, it, it actually, it, it actually, practice to me, games. It, how do you do it? It that? kept us more disciplined. And we played primarily in the Northeastern United States. So the most you were away was a Friday night and a Saturday night. Yeah, so but practice every day for two, three, four hours, right? I mean, well, I didn't say, I didn't say it was
0: fun. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> to do that and balance academics how to be difficult,
1: but you did it. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It, I mean, it wasn't particularly difficult. You did what you because when you finished practice, you studied. Yeah. And then Thursday night, you started to have fun. And then the year is, I imagine, what, 1980? 79. 79, I started at Rochester. 83, I graduated.
0: There you are, busting out into the world, 1983. Do you go back to the old man and say, I need some help. I need some money. You, you where, what do you do then? What's happening?
1: Well, I mean, I had gotten some of my college paid for, uh, and, and then uh, I went. I, I got admitted into Pennsylvania Law School, University of Pennsylvania. So I went there and straight to uh, there. No gap. Just keep going. Yeah, just straight through, straight through. And I, you know, I sort of wish. I, I wish maybe I. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I was wishing I just did a business, a, an MBA and law school. They were just starting it at the time. Uh, but no, I was I was uh, happy to get, looking to get school over with, to be honest. I, I, I was looking to go to work and do things.
0: Right. But at the same time, you sound like an ambitious guy. You're playing football. You're in law school. You've got your bachelor's degree. You're kicking butt. I taught.
1: By the way, I t- Joe, you could appreciate this. I student taught at a, At St. Thomas Aquinas High School in uh, Rochester, uh, for my fall semester of my senior year, I used to I used to put a jacket and tie on, go down to St. Thomas Aquinas, teach during the day, come back and uh, and uh, practice football. Yeah, well, were
0: you dabbling in another potential career, or you just help? What you? how does that happen?
1: I I knew I wasn't going to get to do high school teaching. All right because I knew I was going to law school but I really it was something I had always wanted to do so I that's that was my opportunity to did it to do it and and another reason I went to Rochester is they had a program where you worked full time on Capitol Hill and I did that as well uh, my junior year.
0: Jeez, I love it. So when does it all lead to a professional career and you're a man of the world? When what's your first job out of
1: the Well, academic- during- during law school, I worked for law firms in Philadelphia and Los Angeles, uh, and you would get recruited, so uh, New York just wasn't of interest to me at the time, uh, but primarily Philadelphia, New York, and, and Los Angeles uh, were recruiting. Well, what were and you so nice I ended up,
0: saying, I want to come back to the Northeast, or I want to go to Chicago, or I want to go to New What were you thinking at the time? Did you part, want to of the me, area?
1: No, part of me was certain I was coming back. And that's why I went to f- worked in Philadelphia. That's why I worked in Washington. That's why I worked in Los Angeles. Because I said, let me experience these places. Right. Because I'm going to come back. Uh, but I also was open to the possibility of staying uh, at any one of them because I loved all three cities. So at that, time, I loved, well, you-
0: at that time, what was your ultimate goal? Did you see yourself having a law firm? Did you see yourself having... Uh, working for a firm? Did you see yourself being a corporate lawyer? What what did you see?
1: Well, it was, it was, there was sort of a night and day because the firms that I was with were very, very large corporate firms and they had all kinds of departments, litigation, labor, uh, business, you name it. So uh, I, I, you would rotate through and see what all of those did. And then the, the, the Los Angeles firm focused on venture capital with the future mayor, uh, uh, Dick Reardon was our boss. And, uh, uh, so I, you, you, saw a lot of it and I just decided I don't want to work for a big firm. Oh. And I, I came, I came home and opened up a solo practice here. Oh, did you? So what year is it now when you did that? 1986.
0: Get out of here. There you are. New lawyer back in where? scranton dunmore i don't know
1: scranton scranton dunmore yeah there it is you got your little
0: yeah. your 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 gold foil name on the door i imagine <laughs> yes. you got your, your there's 20 something punk you know? <laughs> exactly i mean lo- 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 what is it with you lawyers lawyer jokes are so common what, what do you think they're deserved you guys are like are you a little yes. weaselly you're weaselly aren't they're, you? they're deserved
1: i i, I you're don't necessarily know why evil I I don't know why it is, but, but, but very, very many lawyers don't finish anything. And I, I don't know why that is, but it's, uh, and they leave things hanging and sometimes people get upset and that's the way it goes. And, and remember, uh, on the unfair side of that reputation, yeah. uh, you've already have a problem when you come to see me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so now you're expecting very often perfection to ensue. And I, I would tell clients, look at, you've got a problem. All I can do is limit the damage. Okay. And that was in the, in the case of many, that's in a way, that's why I gravitated to business law because uh, many of the issues you would handle, Although I always did some criminal cases, ironically. But uh, a lot of the people that you would represent, you know, they came to you and they were just never going to be satisfied.
0: So what like what? So did did you love it? Were you doing all types of or you're just you said you're going into business law? Were you doing a guy stubbed his toe on the escalator at Boscov's? He came to you, or no? It was all well, you worst, would get I would
1: get I would get personal injury in the beginning, but then the uh they, they started to allow lawyer advertising and over the course of the late 80s to the 90s almost all of that business went to those firms that advertised so uh it wasn't anything i loved anyway so i just i moved towards uh business i didn't realize that so there was a
0: time you couldn't even advertise on television then it all blew Correct.
1: up so now they moved- all the commercials
0: why are all lawyer commercials so serious they come in here it is Snedeker and they're all standing in front of the old judicial scale i mean you guys have to lighten up what's with all that seriousness well Um,
1: that's well look at the 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 thing i in 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 i don't like lawyers advertising i i wish it never. never happened how and i never really did it however the people who do come to lawyers sometimes have it's always a serious situation it's 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 certainly serious for them and, uh, you, you know, it could be death, it could be dismemberment, uh, it could yeah. be all kinds of things. So I think they want a serious lawyer. I, I That's why so, I guess anyway. I
0: steered away from that. I couldn't even... <laughs> yeah. <have it. laughs> yeah,
1: you can't have a laugh about a lost leg. Yeah. <laughs> the,
0: the unserious lawyer, Snedeker and Snedeker. <laughs> I don't know, I can, can't pull that up. So how long are you doing that? Years. I did year, that. Well, I, I was also...
1: I was also in business because uh, when I first got home, someone, uh, a guy named Vince Luciano, who used to be the program director at the old WSCR, approached me and he said, there's a radio license available, but you have to build the station. <laughs> and that was uh, AM750, WWAX and Oliphant.
0: So these are like, these are like uh, you hear of bar licenses. There's only a few allowed.
1: And you, and this was one. a new a new am license in 1986 and there was a great guy by the name of jim emmel who'd been around radio forever and he sort of
0: your light bulb's going off you got an idea oh, uh,
1: yeah automatically so uh i i built the radio station and went into that business and then in 1991 we got a uh, I got a brand new license for an FM station oh, 95.7. You, you, you built this thing brick and mortar? You I built, built a- the AM. Well, I I didn't personally build it. I No, but this I is a new facility. the facility. raised the money. Get yeah, out. we I I yeah, my company built the the uh, AM 750 and then FM 95.7. Now 95.7 still I, exists? Yeah, I Yeah, it still exists. W uh, <laughs> uh they're rock they're hard well, susquehanna right? broadcasting at the time oh you remember jimmy loftus jimmy Loftus is one of the jimmy loft is one of the all time greats in the local radio business uh he he approached me we moved down into the old warm building with 95.7 and i bought 1500 off of jim ward before he died you bought what now i think he agreed to 1500 the old ward and oh, at that time i had sold 750 i had 957 and 1500 we moved to the old warm building i was looking for that uh, karma uh, off of route 81 uh, and <laughs> what's that dupont durier yeah yeah yeah, and yeah. so at that point we were uh, serious enough of a competition uh, Jimmy Loftus approached me and said, we want to buy you, and uh, I leased them to the station for a while, and then he bought us out, but I had, I had Kevin Lynn and Joe Zone, both, it was all sports, yeah. both doing, doing a show together, afternoon drive.
0: Yeah, I, when, when, so Kevin Lynn was on my podcast a few months ago and Joe Zone of course worked at WNEP very well now and so when he was working at WNEP he was doing this do you mean or no
1: no this was after he was gone from any Oh get out he'd been, he'd been in Connecticut and Syracuse and I brought him back to do this radio show and how long did West. all this last <sighs> did it work I think out? that
0: we Well like it, was, it? it was
1: work it was working very well which is why they offered to buy <laughs> Get out and uh, and, and and you know at that time the, the it, radio business was deregulating so you could own and lease stations in your market more than just two, because the rules oh, when I, I got right. into it, one FM, one AM, oh. period. And that's before Those corporate
0: leaders. America took all over all the stations too,
1: right? This is- yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I, I looked at the radio business. It was like a game of uh, uh, musical chairs, and I was being offered a chair. <laughs> yeah. And at some point, at some point, uh, yeah, you, you-, you had better get out. And I thought there were a hell of a lot better radio operators than me. So let me get out.
0: So could you look into the camera, wherever it is on your thing and say, I'm now in my twenties, thirties, whenever this was, and I'm a lawyer and now I'm a businessman and you were just pulling in the money. You were big shot. The money's oozing out of every orifice in your body you're buying houses cars that's my impression lawyer
1: business guy radio station owner is this true well, i had i had five kids so you, as, <laughs> as, as, as you know <laughs> yeah when, when you have five kids you don't have a lot of toys <laughs> right but this was probably
0: lucrative at the time right and then a buyout yeah
1: one? it was it was i did i did pretty well yeah well that's excellent so, so so
0: now when does he when does the dirty business of politics
1: oo'ze in
0: when does it seep
1: into your life i had I had run for Congress in 1988 Whoa. and had won the Democratic nomination for Congress but how does that even start uh, you
0: say, I, want to I was involved.
1: a i was approached by someone that was in my law office there was a there was a a, a guy who was a disciple of this real character by the name of lyndon larouche and he was going to win the democrat nomination for you for congress and they couldn't get anybody to run because the the eventual opponent was joe mcday who was in oh. forever and yeah, incredibly yeah, yeah, popular yeah. so they couldn't get anybody to do this so they asked me at the right time i said sure and i did it <laughs> you must have to put a lot but, of capital uh, on. i got i lot of money invested well uh say i'm gonna do it was was, i just a lot of shoe a lot of shoe leather (laughs) a lot of shoe leather for that campaign i knew i wasn't gonna win and you did it so i was gonna waste a lot of money on it yeah you know
0: but you kind of like it
1: go out but i can go out and tell people what i believed
0: you like the you like the power you like the uh attention you like the, the 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 having your opinions matter and making changes in lives do you like all this is that what's going on not really no
1: i, I actually hated politics <laughs> yeah i believe it or not, I, I hated politics i i felt an obligation to get involved but as i said when i was in prison i said i will take the 1200 people in this prison over 1200 people in politics any day Oh, my goodness. I love it. It's, it's a lot it's, right it's, there.
0: But before. So I don't know the dates here because I told you I'm politically yeah, in 1988
1: was when I ran for.
0: for right. US and then when did you so when did you win a seat somewhere? And I don't even know. I went
1: uh, 10 years later. Oh, OK. Um, so quite a time uh, later. Yeah. A number of people approached me in 1999 to run for county commissioner. And I decided if I'm going to run for real, because remember, I knew the McDade thing. But after the late 80s, that
0: failed. In the late 90s, there was no political uh, aspiration. I was a,
1: I was a solicitor in Dunmore, which was plenty of politics. Yeah, OK. <laughs> but uh, in 1999, people approached me to run for uh, county commissioner. And I had to decide what party I would be. And I ran as a Republican and uh, became the minority commissioner uh, after a very contentious election in 1999.
0: All right, so go ahead. So, give me an give yeah. me a, give me an education. I don't even know what that role involves.
1: Well, Lackawanna County uh, and county government in general runs most of your social services. At the time that I ran, Lackawanna County owned the, the Red Barons uh, baseball team. Okay. We own the Montage Ski Resort. We owned a own a nursing home.
0: Yes. That's kind of unusual for a Well, I used to own. say,
1: when, when I was running for office, I said there are two socialist economies in the Western Hemisphere, <laughs> Cuba and Lackawanna County. <laughs> so that is rare,
0: then? You, if you go to other places in our beautiful country, counties' political system do not own baseball teams or, or no. ski resorts or nothing like that.
1: No, and and nor should they. they don't oh, I didn't they know that. Them. So that was almost experimental. Yeah, and I, I, my job, we were bankrupt, and I mean bankrupt. We hadn't even paid a bill other than payroll uh, when I get, became majority commissioner in two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand three <laughs> election.
0: Who owned those two examples that you gave me before the <laughs> county bought them? They were they were failings from the private industry or no?
1: The one was a a public private partnership of the chamber of commerce montage montage, and and actually the county uh, commissioners Alberigi and Corcoran, uh, very bravely stepped in and took it over when it was going bankrupt. So either
0: it would have become a ghost town. Yes. So to speak, or County needs to help. Yes.
1: Oh, that makes And sense. then, but then, you know, 15, four, you know, it was over 10 years later, you still own it. You're losing a million dollars a year. It's time to end it.
0: Oh, I see. Right. So then, and, and, so, and people are saying we, we, we own something through government that's losing money. Why are they
1: doing this? Yes. And that makes the, the public, the voters enraged. Apparently. And I tried to enrage <laughs> them. And I, and I tried to enrage them as much as I could.
0: <laughs> oh, this is interesting. See, I didn't know this. So your job is you're overseeing social programs, whether it's state parks, uh, lakes. Area,
1: area we, a park, we have a park system, and we added that. We, we have authorities that run the railroad. We have authorities that ran the bus system. We have authorities that ran a sewer authority. Uh, up in the Mid-Valley area, we had uh, uh, Area Agency on Aging, Children and Youth Services, the court system. Got it. Okay. It, so
0: you in a, what, a
1: group would, would govern all this? And you were well, like- No, it's, it wasn't a group at the time. It was and, and just it's you. Still, it still isn't in Lackawanna County. Two majority commissioners and one minority commissioner. So the guys that win govern, and this isn't is normally. It hasn't been- It's it's not always normal, but the two that win govern together, and the other guy is the watchdog. And I was the watchdog for four years, and then became the one that governs.
0: But all the decisions are really just coming
1: from those two three people. I didn't know. Oh, that's which is the way which is the way it should be. Oh, that's interesting. So so it's it's accountability. I always talk about Luzerne County. Uh, In fact, when I was minority commissioner, it looked like I would be permanently minority commissioner because I was Republican. They brought me down for their Uh, to speak on their study to change from the county commissioner form of government to the county council they have now and i think they assumed i was going to be for the county council i said i said so your solution because you're not happy with the three politicians there is to have 11
0: (laughs) don't get into politics i'm bored already yeah, I
1: know but anyway but, so, so no, but this, I thought I thought it should be and still think it should be three people who are accountable
0: it's more direct you're saying it's not it's not it's not watered down amongst the group it's more direct you did this you did this sir is this where in you our case
1: in, in our case we were bankrupt we were bankrupt and insolvent mm-hmm. all right so we had to do take immediate actions and if we ever had a council or a large group, we couldn't have brought the county out of financial trouble.
0: Insolvent in science, that would be like putting a piece of plastic in water. Insolvent. But anyway, so, so is this where you is this where you got
1: into trouble? Yes, as conversation. it is. Yes.
0: So, I mean, what do, do I have to worry about? What I say now? I don't know. No. What happens?
1: No, no. How do you get in trouble? Well, what, what's what are, what, what are the politics? The way politics is and we beat everybody to the punch here in (laughs) Northeastern Pennsylvania. The way politics is played around here is they try to destroy whoever their opponents are. And I mean, like destroy them so they can't come back. And, uh, you know, (laughs) they investigated me for four years. And then finally, people who were in trouble for other things, and this is the way federal investigations go, people who were in trouble for other things unrelated to me, decided to use myself and aj to get out of trouble i don't know what you mean well if if they if they agreed to testify their troubles would go away oh i see gotcha. and all of a sudden their stories to the fbi started to change from oh. oh we never gave them money they never asked us for money and all of a sudden we gave they we forced them to give them money
0: so and in that's your opinion
1: much- there there's fabrication involved it it was a lot of work to get to the prosecution they got to, but what what would uh, a bond... the short version? The short version is as as we were as politicians as Republicans in Lackawanna County, people didn't want to be on record giving you contributions because they would get in trouble right. with their other business and and the Democrat Party, which has had even much more sway then than they do now so they would give us cash campaign contributions well what the federal government did is basically turn those into bribes the people were convinced to multiply the amounts they supposedly gave us and here we are on trial (laughs)
0: <laughs> and so, then we
1: did a very poor job at the trial and we lost what would they say you what
0: would they say they those anti-Bob Cordero's what would they say you did with the money
1: they they would say you took it and spent well, these it on- things remember it's not just it's not anti-me personally all right it, it's it's the federal government has an incentive to prosecute people the higher up the food chain and I was offered to cooperate and just refused to so uh, the higher up the food chain they can go, the better it is for whoever is prosecuting you. There's, so the, all the incentives are sort of perverse.
0: Yeah, and, but you're, so your defense is they needed something to do and you were
1: something for them. Well, I, it's... it's, it's was there it's a much, money
0: trail somehow that this can
1: be directly traced? Not, no, there wasn't. They had to get people to testify that there was. And, they and did. you're
0: saying these are the people, in your opinion who fabricated.
1: Yeah, they had to, well, they had to to get themselves out of trouble and they got themselves out of trouble. Interesting. So do you remember... It's, it's the way the federal system works and it needs to be fixed because they've got too much power. But I mean, I'm not the only victim. I mean, I, and I'm not a victim. I, I I decided with my eyes wide open. And and you know what, do you- Joe, the, prob- the problem with politics is you don't choose who you surround yourself with. <laughs> and... You know they come to you and you say, "Oh, good, I could use that help, or I could use that friend, or whatever." Hmm. And and uh, I I made the mistake, and the, among many, to surround myself with some people who ended up uh, hurting me and using my office to extort money. They actually did do it.
0: Okay. And, and they figure if since the, the fish rots well, in the they, head they, down, well, it's connected were, to
1: you. Once they were caught they said yeah. i told you i got, so. you. Oh, I got me. you i got you so yeah.
0: so so do you remember that one day was there that one day when i get in trouble in life whether it's at work whether it's with my wife i feel like a rash <laughs> develop it comes up my neck and i get all hot do you remember that one day where you thought oh my goodness i might be getting in trouble here now and i'm not saying you you deserve that trouble
1: i'm just saying yeah. you well, got thought- the funny part about politics is you feel like you're in trouble every day. <laughs> so it wasn't a different feeling. It was just more of the same. Okay. I, I get I that. Remember, I get that. Yeah. When they announced the indictment, I was driving around in my car listening to it, ironic, not ironically, coincidentally. Ironically right. is, is a right, word yeah. my son, it's used too poorly too often. Okay. But coincidentally, driving around listening to WILK and the press conference indicting myself and aj munchak
0: you must have known <laughs> that this... could have happened right or no you you didn't even know that could have it, happened yeah, it, was, that...
1: it was it was it was slowly coming they had approached us to make a deal and uh, i had refused to make a deal I, and and then they indicted us in march of 2000 uh, 2010
0: so instead of this one being uh, 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 an explosion, all of a sudden, one day, this thing was magma slowly seeping in every
1: day here, there. So it wasn't like one big day, but that one day you felt it. Yeah, because for years before, people would be calling me and saying, you know, the feds are calling me about you. Oh, God, right. And and letting me know that and and telling me what they were, uh, and, and blank, telling me what they were told to say. And they were informing me of this for, for like three years.
0: So, are you start getting nervous? Are you starting? No, I, I don't. Your I, wife I, saying, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe this could happen." Your kids, you are saying, "Oh God!" And what was that one day when this happened? <laughs> did you did you just go boom?
1: Well, that happened. we did we did a we did such a poor job defending ourselves at the trial that I I I still felt we could. Uh, be found not guilty but when I was found guilty I wasn't shocked you were not no but were you at but, but we, we didn't present any defense we didn't present God. any defense well that's a lawyer saying that too I mean why, why? I know I, I well I followed I, you know how there's always an exception to the rule yeah. I followed the case where they say uh, uh, a lawyer who represents himself has a fool for a client. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had fools for lawyers. <laughs> oh man, I, I, <laughs> I should have, I should have stepped in and and stopped the trial. Frankly, uh, when I saw that they were not prepared, and I didn't, and I, I just, I didn't see any way we could be convicted. I really didn't, even to the end.
0: But then, when it happened, that one day when you're like, I can't believe I'm going to prison. Do, 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 well, I felt like it was still going to get straightened out. I really did. Oh, you really did. Well, when, when because, did I, I'm, I'm just saying because you I can relate to you and I don't know why.
1: I just think we have some overlapping personality characteristics. But what well, I saying? told you, there was there was like two guys. There was guys in prison would tell me because <laughs> when I moved back to this area at Allenwood, they say, hey, is that guy your cousin on TV? <laughs> <laughs> I, and I knew who they were talking about. I have a feeling that your great grandfather
0: and my great grandfather are, <laughs> are the same person, but who knows? So, so but, but that moment you realize you are going to prison. You are no longer a free man. What do you sleep at night? Do you, do, 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 do you, is it stress? Is it anxiety? Like, what is that feeling, I imagine?
1: Well, I mean, I, I have. I've always had a very deep belief in God. Okay. And part of that belief as I have formed it, nobody deserves anything. And bad things happen to people all the time. And this was a man-made catastrophe. Uh actually a man-made disaster. I could turn it into a catastrophe, but it was a man-made disaster. I had friends losing their parents, losing children, losing their wives, losing their husbands. How do you stack up? People getting cancer that I know, I could not stack up my problems with theirs. So I never looked at it like a big deal. I I just didn't. Dude, you're winning my respect. You put it in perspective and thought, this could be much worse. I like your attitude. I love it. Yeah, my parents were alive. My kids were healthy. Everybody was fine. I was going to prison. I mean, so what? I I don't... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just didn't think it was a big deal. And I, if you're I at it as though I'm observing as much as I am participating in this whole crime and punishment thing. Oh, and, I, and that's how I, that's how I approached it. So when did However, that happen? I will say this, uh, January 30th, I go into the courtroom and they're, they, they're going to sentence you and okay. he sentences me to 11 years, which is a staggering amount of time for like a political crime, like most pl- politicians, uh, like Ernie Prey got 14 months. We thought it was all the time in the world, you know, way back when.
0: Oh, I see. And
1: I get 11 years that I'm like.
0: <laughs> that was <laughs> a total year. shocker, total
1: shock. Like you were. Th- they- no, they were, the feds were trying for 30. Oh, <laughs> they wanted 30 to life. <laughs> That's the way political prosecutions are. They want to destroy you.
0: And so that day, and, what were you assigned?
1: How many? Well, the, the funny part is normally a white collar guy, he he goes out and they give him a couple months to report. In fact, A.J. Munchak had a couple months to report. All right. I go in and I, I've been around the federal justice system. I'd represented some people. Well, when you see the, the U.S. Marshals and agents moving up along the side of the walls you know you're going away wow so i see them moving up alongside the walls like a scene in a movie like a scene yeah i'm not leaving the courtroom i'm going into the back i'm going into the back room and i better i asked to say my goodbyes i said my goodbyes and uh, i went back and uh eight years and five months later i finally got out (laughs) oh my goodness so so we can do I went whole, right right back Yeah, We can do
0: a whole hour on those eight years but but w- w- when you do go, did you still think even though you said it ended up being eight years did you think while you started your first year second year, ah, this is gonna be over in six months or did you know this? Yeah is I, I truly I
1: truly <laughs> did I, 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 as, as we um, and, and maybe me more than anybody, but as I kept uncovering more and more evidence because I didn't have my own legal files, all right. As I kept uncovering more and more evidence, and I got my whole file, and I went through it, and I filed for ineffective counsel. I didn't see how I could lose there either. We had yeah. disproven the testimony of the people who, you know, were against us, and and they got their deals, and we we pointed out what our lawyers didn't do, and I incredibly but that probably helps
0: because if you know you're not if you if you if you believe this is not going to last five years eight years ten years then it keeps you
1: going so it's better off
0: not it knowing a
1: an, long and plus go. dur- during that period of time which probably helped I was in 11 different prisons this was my so, next question so w- yeah. w- what,
0: what 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 facility what type you in? is it minimum security
1: or something how does that I, work? I well I started at Pike County in maximum security and then I went to Brooklyn which is also maximum security then i went to to fort dix which is brooklyn Florida, new york. is minimum brooklyn new york yeah uh but what can I, say? So, I can't believe this so i had the full i had the full experience you, i mean you were talking <laughs> about know, buses midnight two o'clock buses shotguns, you know, I was just shotguns say for, for- surrounding you as you're being escorted in belly chains i had the whole deal i used to say joe i was on the I bus so many times this. and and transportation was one of the most prisoners will tell you, transportation is one of the toughest parts of prison. I would think that'd be the best part. You get a break, you're cruising, you're moving. Well, tra- well because you're going into these holding cells with 40 people and uh, of all sort of classifications, all sorts of crimes, filthy, dirty. Uh, I, my joke was, I said, if you see a, a crappy bus driving down the, the highway, uh, <laughs> now it might be a second rate touring band but it might be a group of prisoners. Yeah. And I said, the, the only difference between the prisoners and the touring, the second rate touring band, is that uh, if it's the touring band, the drummer's not chained to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I saw, you know, Brooklyn and, you know, so, uh, you know, he, when things you're like...
0: In, when you're in prison, though, do they, do they care if you are um, uh, first degree... Involuntary manslaughter versus a political crime.
1: Is, how does that work? Or are you guys not all stuck in, together? Not in, in in places like Brooklyn. No, uh, no. So you're like in with Brooklyn, some bad dudes. Sure, sure. And you're in with bad dudes in minimum security. They're just inside ten years on their sentence. Yeah. But I was at I was at every every type of facility. We have a penitentiary up here, uh Canaan, and I I was there three times. The more yeah way well it's it's yeah canaan is what it's usp canaan yeah it's one of the toughest prisons in the country and i'll tell you if you know somebody that works there give them your give them your respect because they're in with a lot of dangerous characters (laughs) i know so how i can talk an hour for you with
0: this but i know you have to go soon i'm wondering give me some of the cliches that are true or not true i'm i'm i seem to be fascinated with prison life,
1: even though I have, well, no it friends. is it is it's interesting, except for those who are incarcerated.
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, are you scared for your life on a daily basis, or do you win the respect of of friends? Is it almost like when you're in high school and you have to know what 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 routes to take and what games to play and and who to talk nice to and who to schmooze with? Is it well, it, like it's that?
1: it's it's like a really tough high school, I, I guess. Is and sometimes there's weapons, <laughs> but but uh Look at I am not a tough guy. I didn't try to be a tough guy. Yeah, and you don't that, seem it. That was that was number one. I was who I was in prison as I was outside, and but does people that work? appreciate. People appreciate. Yeah, it worked. It worked. People appreciated it. I mean, if you have to punch somebody in the face, you punch them in the face first. I was gonna say <laughs> you can't be taken advantage of though. Is there uh, a temptation? no? You never you never allow that to happen, and and uh, you know you have choices in prison. Now you can either if somebody bumps you intentionally to test you, whether it's out on the track or in the yes. building or oh, whatever. I love it. The bump. You're setting up the movie scene. You, okay, there's the bump. Yeah, you have a choice to either push back or slink away. <laughs> My view is I have 11 years. I'm not gonna slink away. I'm not certainly not gonna look for it. All right. But I'm not gonna slink away. And I I didn't, and uh I, you know, I made friends with a lot of people uh, that'll be friends my, for my whole life. So you and did
0: get into altercations. Sure. sure. You did. I inevitable. See, I don't see you making a fist Boom. I don't see that. Why don't I see that? Good. Maybe it's just a,
1: <laughs> I can't see that. Would I survive there? I mean, I can't. Look, at, if you're not looking for trouble. Right. It's 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 not constant. Pressure and and in the higher level prisons, you get into groups which are called cars. And your car could be the Italian mafia guys. It could be the uh, guys from Pennsylvania. It could be the guys uh-huh. from Philly. It, it could be you Brogy know makers. it could be the it could be the Muslims. It could be you know whatever group you get to uh, so have a- an affinity towards. Right. But but Joe, one of the key things for me uh, is that I was. Uh, unwilling to be pushed around. And that was gets known pretty quickly. But the other part is that uh, I wasn't trying to push anybody else. Around. Okay. Right. You're not the aggressor. And, 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 and I wasn't trying to pose as a, some tough guy, some street fighter. Just standing around. And, the and then I, I, I went to trial. This is a big deal at any level from the penitentiary level on down. I went to trial and I did not rat on my case. And with the the real tough guys in a prison, that goes a long way. The credit, and so God, I so say. I always. It was funny when I was with the Italian mafia guys, and they, and the, the I was uh, they they actually checked. I I take my paperwork with me from me, my my sentencing minutes, so that when and they would ask
0: for it. They want because they they couldn't be caught hanging around.
1: If, if you were a rat, they weren't hanging around with you. No, but what if you were an Italian? Would they take you? Not really. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, the funny part is, I was charged with RICO as a county commissioner, and that's the racketeering, influence, oh. corrupt organization act, which all that. the mafia okay. guys are convicted on. Oh, okay, so and, and so <laughs> they thought I was, you know, initially <laughs> a plan. the paperwork, they, thought they you were I was some kind of mafia. Plus, I got eleven years. They were like. i couldn't have been in politics (laughs) oh man yeah right but i you know i was the other part is if if uh you are truthful with why you're there and what you did and all that kind of thing and what you didn't do uh they'll respect you for that and so i mean i got along with i got along with all types i got along with the Muslims. I got along with the, the 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 Bloods. I got along with the the white supremacists. I got along with the Pisa. I got along yeah. with the MS thirteen. I got along with everybody. I
0: really did. And uh, so you, yeah, so I, as a guy who has soared with the Eagles and slithered with the snakes, could you say
1: <laughs> that I, people, I say people are just? I want to. I want to say this. This is important. I didn't look at my fellow prisoners that way except for the ones that were scumbags and
0: right. there's a
1: lot walking around among us that never went to prison <laughs> <laughs> probably more a hell of a lot more than are in prison but no I I, I never looked at it that way never nor did I look at anybody who was in prison that way until they acted that way
0: that's great no judgment yeah you, uh, you, let's, everyone let's deserves say, respect I'm there too <laughs> who
1: am I, I going to judge? I'm with you, and in, in many cases, I had a longer sentence, so I'm going to judge you.
0: <laughs> and they must I'm either, I'm
1: either guilty or I'm dumber than you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, could you say from all of these encounters that uh, people, the majority, are generally good? Maybe bad circumstances, but
1: good, Cap- capable, capable of good. Cap- uh, Some people are good. just there were people. People, there. were people that had there were people that I became friends with. They had such uh, terrifying lives growing up. we were all the victim of horrible system. lives going yeah. up there, there. were, And there were many people in prison, by the way, and some I represented even before I went to prison myself. Oh, man. There, there were many people who were better off. They felt comfortable. They felt natural in prison. They would sabotage themselves when they were getting out uh cuz cuz they were afraid of the outside they were afraid of what that would be their loss of status right 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 yeah uh you know if you could if you could be a, if you could stand up in prison you could develop a status and a routine and you do get fed and you do get cl- you know basic clothing and oh. you know you could create a hustle stealing out of the cafeteria or making candy or doing all kinds of stuff, doing laundry. So, so th- a lot of people would develop a pattern of life that made them comfortable.
0: Right. It's and, and the outside
1: was a little bit frightening. I'm mean, out, the, the, the longest sentence of anybody I was with for an extended period of time, because I was with lifers right. in Brooklyn and, and Philadelphia. That's another uh, detention center. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, guys have 65 year sentences, 50 year sentences. So they had have redeeming do...
0: qualities you're saying, but yet. Yeah. Oh,
1: they did. They, they did. I mean, are they going to be allowed at my house? Probably not. <laughs> but There's some a... of them will, because oh. I, I got to know them. You know, you see a guy, you might see a guy 20 times in a day. Think of how often you see your best friend. Yeah. And and you're seeing him everywhere. You're seeing him in his, in the worst circumstances, maybe of his life, you're seeing him in, uh, uh, you you see how they dress, you see how they clean themselves. You see how they eat.
0: Yeah. You see how they
1: interact with all different types of people, because remember you're the minority there. And, and, uh, my friends, you know, you see how all of those people interact and what they do and, how they handle each other. So you know more about a lot of those guys in a very short period of time than maybe some of, well, I thought I had friends and they testified against me. Oh yeah. (laughs) But But it says a lot,
0: you're, you're corresponding to my theory, which is that everyone, not necessarily a theory, but I think most people realize that we're just the victims of our genes and our surroundings and our upbringing. And there's this one i think psychologists well we're we're
1: we're subject to those things i don't think we're victims at all uh, i think i think that's our choice uh, our choice whether or not Mm -hmm. there's a
0: philosopher who says give me a baby a newborn and i can turn that thing into adolf hitler or i can turn it into the pope there's there's that's
1: that's a very arrogant philosopher You know what I mean? Like we're all just like you're brought there are tendencies and I I, I I see tendencies in people uh both in and out of prison that uh would lead them, they just not capable of being straight. Right. You know, when they say, Oh, you're doing that, is it legit? <laughs> <laughs> it's, of course it's legit <laughs> you know but but, but to uh, an extent
0: you know what i mean if you talk to most child molesters they were molested as
1: children well is now that right? that's but that's yeah the, my observation of the child molesters because that was really coming to the fore uh when when i was in my last couple of years because that's low hanging fruit they generally just roll over and and is that and right re, and they get heavy sentences no and it helps the statistics of all kinds, racial statistics, uh, white collar versus blue collar, you name it. But they, they were, they were uh, the scary people in a lot of ways because they were not capable of controlling their urges. And, and they put really innocent people and helpless people at risk. So we looked at them as bullies. I was nice to them. Yeah, uh, but it was very hard. It was in fact. My I would friends, think my I real they, prison friends, did not allow you to be friends with them.
0: Well, I was gonna say, I thought they'd be the
1: lowest on the hierarchy of prisons. They they, they, they were. They and the they and the rats, but the, we rats. called them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they. But they were the yeah they were the lowest on the totem pole in the prison pecking order.
0: I think that the phrase that we all learned when we were in third grade carries on forever. Snitches get stitches, right? I mean, is that there's something? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you got to be willing whoever whoever wants to be the enforcer there has yeah. to be willing Good to spend point. more time in prison. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good point. So this is this is how long this is 8 years. 8 8 years 5 months to the day. Eight, so so when did you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel? When did that happen?
1: Well, I always thought there was.
0: No, but when did you get a concrete date this is over then or didn't you?
1: Uh, literally two weeks before I was fighting with the, with the to let me out because they don't, that's the thing about the federal government. They don't follow the law. (laughs) And I was suing them to follow the law, the first step act specifically, which should have had me out in January of, uh, 2020. And they were refusing to let me out. And I was suing and suing. And I think they finally figured we can, we got to get rid of this pain in the ass. And two weeks before now, now, earlier in the year, somewhere around March, they told me I'm leaving. <laughs> and I, call, I, I waited until they gave me confirmation. Then they told me I was leaving. And I called my parents and said, they're telling me I'm leaving. I told my kids. They're telling me I'm leaving. And then I didn't leave. They pulled the rug out from under me last minute. So then they tell me again in uh, June, or rather April, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. In May, 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 that you're going to be leaving, May of- and I'm like, yeah, right. And uh, it eventually turned out to be true on June 30th of last year. June 30th of last year. So now 90- I was in January, January 12th or January 30th of 2012. I went to prison.
0: Unbelievable. So, 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 d- does this give you? Well, for, I have, I have another question. Now that you mentioned your parents. Were you still unjudged, loved and respected by all family members or are you? Yeah,
1: my my family was just great. Well, see, they had the benefit of knowing my case, the case that wasn't presented at trial and then the case that I presented to the judges and the appeals courts. So they were on your side the whole time, obviously. Yeah, they, they knew they knew I wasn't guilty. So they were uh, uh, they were very supportive and I, they would have been supportive anyway, I think. But yeah, because, but everyone has like a weird uncle who's like, yeah, good for Robert. Let him get oh, pro- probably. But I mean, those kind of things don't bother me. It, it, everybody's entitled to an opinion. <laughs>
0: yeah, they
1: don't. So but, when you but no, my family, my uh, my family was great. They were just absolutely great. And your so many, friend, your so many friends. Your wife didn't leave you for another man. We we got uh, divorced, separated, and divorced long before this happened.
0: So. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay.
1: Yeah, that was maybe I don't know. Fortunate for her, anyway. <laughs>
0: During your prison time?
1: No, no, before. Oh, before. So when yeah. you went to prison, there was no wife. There was no woman in your life. Well, there was, but then then that was that ended pretty quickly (laughs) oh so there was
0: a a second marriage or just a woman no just a a very close
1: relationship okay gotcha all right yeah well that's tough
0: to maintain and then you have the other women who are attracted to guys who are in prison did
1: you see that they're coming to you they're writing letters. bobby
0: i want to visit you
1: there were uh, not not for me but i watch guys there's literally specific websites for women (laughs) <laughs> who will go to visit prisoners? You talk about and nothing. friends of mine did it, and I'm like, "Are you going to see this person after you're out?" And they would say, "Probably not, but it's fun now." I, yeah, you know, there's it's like anything else. Just like with weatherman, there's a there's a subculture.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. Subculture with everything. <laughs> yes. there are subcultures <laughs> of subcultures yeah,
1: exactly, exactly if someone
0: has maybe um heart disease and they have an open heart surgery if someone has cancer and it's totally cured is this similar to what happened to you when you are finally a free man did you feel like you were well, i'm not
1: i'm not yet joe i'm still on uh, i'm still on home confinement but you know I, I, I still do. have an ankle and bracelet you let- when you left, it's, it's, place. it's a huge, it's a huge difference. But at the end of July, when I get to go on supervised release, and by the way, that's another three years. Oh, okay. Uh, but when I get to the, rid of the ankle bracelet and can leave the house when I want and go where I want and I'll have a drink, whatever, uh, that'll be like being freed again.
0: Yeah. But leaving the prison system, wasn't that oh, it was an a big, amazing big deal.
1: feeling? It, like- it was a great film, but it was something I had anticipated and imagined so much <laughs> that when it happened, I was ready for it. It wasn't. And again, I, you know, I always look at it like you got to be part observer and part participant in your own life, or or you 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 miss a lot of interesting things. <laughs> <laughs> the the, uh, the old
0: drop the soap thing. That's just a stereotype. That's just a, right. No, there's, uh, there's
1: uh, sex in prison.
0: <laughs> All right, so that uh, kind of happens.
1: It's like that. Kinda ha- it kind of happens. Yeah. All right,
0: we can't got, we got to <laughs> go too deep into that then.
1: Now, <laughs> well, so, it didn't happen to me, okay. and I was not going to let it happen to me. You so. kept it so firmly in your hand the whole time. <laughs> yes. So so
0: when, 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 I would think, I don't know how this works, once you're out, and I know you're still in the process, but... Financially, what happens? You seem to be a man of family support and means, and you have money maybe stashed away. But
1: how, how do you just jump? No, I, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at zero. Uh, I mean, how do you I get lost, health insurance? I lost everything. Fighting, Is that right? Yeah, fighting the Feds, uh, I lost everything. Like, I didn't have. I had clothes. That are now fifteen years old. <laughs> Dude, well, to me, but no. You're, I, you're
0: a story. Look at you laughing. You're you learn from your experience. To me, there's something well
1: admirable Joe, in all uh, this. I had a saying uh, that I would tell my kids during this process. I said, "Just because it's happening to you doesn't mean it's not funny." <laughs> <laughs> See, you can it's laugh funny. at yourself. I mean, this is, is why you're is here because you
0: can laugh. I love people who can laugh at themselves. That's the key to it's, everything. It's, it is, isn't it funny? It's it really ridiculous. is. There's it's no, ridiculous. there's no two by four <laughs> up your rear end. I don't like uptight people. I love.
1: It. <laughs> so, I'm doing. I'm the only guy in the country doing a, a radio show with an ankle bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the cell right there. It's absolutely, it's absolutely insane. How could you, but you can't. How could you not be amused by all of this.
0: I know. I, yeah, well, that's a great attitude you have. I appreciate that. And uh, everyone else says, do you, do you, you
1: can't practice law in any way now or can you someday? In in five years, I can apply. But I oh. don't know if, if 65 years old is the right time to start a law practice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you get to have uh, like everybody else now? Social Security at sixty-five, Medicare, and all that—that that, all that's back, right? Or no? Yeah, I mean,
1: but it, again, it all depends on what you paid into it. Uh, right. But yeah, you could you can do all that. I did because I don't have anything. Um, I, I've got to I've got to work till whenever. I mean, I I hope hopefully I'm healthy for the rest of my life, or and and can continue working. But I anticipate I'll have to continue because. I don't have anything.
0: <laughs> are you in the? i you are you in the house that you you built that you grew not, not grew up in, but that you established. Yeah, that but, but
1: I that I. Grew so you up didn't right lose in, your house. 16, 16. Well, no, this no, I lost my house.
0: Oh, you lost your house.
1: Yeah, I lost. I lost my own house. Um, and uh, well, I lost. I did lose everything, other than some some furniture and some clothes. Get up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so I, you know, though. I always said would tell the kids and you know, it almost becomes a meme, but like if I had to start from zero again, I'd enjoy it and I'd be able to do it. Well, (laughs) it's time to walk the walk.
0: (laughs) See folks. So if you're listening now or watching and you're saying, I do like Bob, I don't like Bob, you gotta, we, we all have to agree. The attitude is good. The attitude is inspiring to me that, you know, I had a guy call
1: in. Joe, I had a guy calling the other day and uh, two weeks ago. And he said, he said, well, first of all, I want to tell you, I don't like you and I never liked you. <laughs> so you have some of that. There's nothing you can do. About it. And, and I am bloviating with these opinions on the air. And some people take that. I separate it from the people. You know, if they disagree with me, I try to separate it from the people, unless they're public figures, by the yeah. way. But, but normal people, I try to separate what they believe and say from them personally, because there's always a common ground with, uh, and I have a lot of friends that are you know, liberals and left-wingers and all yeah. that kind of thing. So I, I don't take it personally, but some people do. <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: So, yeah. so, so now, how did you get that gig on radio? And if you want to listen to uh, Robert every day,
1: you're on what time? I'm on noon to three. Every day uh, I I replaced Rush Limbaugh on WILK, which is an honor. And I got to say this, the management, uh, when uh, I think it was, Frank Andrews wanted to interview me uh, and uh, my family wasn't ready for me to do that kind of thing yet when I first got out. And it made me think, well, and and by the way, I was going for all these jobs. So when you're on home confinement, you can't work for yourself and you can't work for your family and you can't travel if, you know, for a sales job, you can't move around during the day. So you have to go someplace, do the job and come home. So I had seven or eight jobs that I had to turn down. And then I couldn't work for myself because I told them at the halfway house, I said, listen, this may sound funny, but I've never had a job. So I don't know what you expect me to do now. And they said, we expect you to go get a job. And so I, I had to look for a job and, and I tried to substitute teach. Yeah. And, and apparently when they looked at the criminal record and, you know, I think yeah. part of the, the notoriety, because there was actually a, a part that benefited the Kelly services to, to hire ex-cons. Well, I'm not an ex-con; I'm a convict. But to, to hire people that are coming out of prison, and but I think they saw the notoriety, and so we don't want to deal with that, you know, the newspaper or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Neg- so I, I couldn't teach, and then once I couldn't teach, I said, well, I, I better see if I they'll let me do the radio, and Wilk, uh, they gave me the shot, and uh, it was start, you know, worked out part time, and they offered me full time, so. You, you got to give them, the, you know, the management there and then Odyssey, our, our parent company. <laughs> that was a big company, 230 radio stations. Right. Uh, and it, it went up the food chain to, to see whether to hire me. Uh, and that's risky. That I, is risky. I give them a lot of credit. Uh, you know, they got guts and uh, they've stuck by me. They've let me say anything I wanted to say unless it's inflammatory. Right. <laughs> and and uh, I, I love this company. I love this station. It's It's an honor.
0: And how about the way life is? Maybe this could be a bust-out career. Maybe you'll love it more than anything you've done in life, and that never would have happened if it weren't for prior life situations, right? Do you feel like you love it?
1: Well, there's a lot of things that there's a lot of things to talk about, and I I I do believe I have a unique perspective. There's not a lot of people talking about issues that that had, and it, it is mostly a political show, which I wish it was more, but. I've had business experience and training and I've had uh, political experience at all levels and training. And Uh then the, 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 you know, training as a lawyer and as a, I guess, a prisoner, a father, uh, you know, so I've had a lot of experience and uh, hopefully that comes across and is, uh, but, but radio to me and even TV, it's who do they want to hang? Are they willing to hang around? with you? Do they get something out of it? such that they're willing to hang around with you. Are they comfortable, but do they learn something? And do you, you know, are you willing to learn from them? I hope that comes across. And if it does, I'll I'll be successful.
0: And you're probably running into a lot of people who now, you know, were never truly your friend. They they don't want to be associated with you because of maybe your reputation. You see a lot of that people.
1: Almost, almost none of that. Almost none of that. It it, it has been really. uh, That says you're a lovable guy it's been really great. I, I, I can't, uh, except for a couple of people and you know, there's always exceptions, but they're the exceptions, which is odd. And I would tell people there, you know, they would say, well, they, you know, they would read my case. They say, Oh my God, they 11 years. They did this, why would you ever want to go back there? I said, you have no idea how many friends I have and how friendly the people are. I said, I can't wait to get back there. <laughs> I said, so, so, and it was the right call uh, to to come back here. I love it here. I love the people here. I'm so happy to have so many friends and and uh, people that I care for, uh, and I mean in the in the thousands. It's it's really a, just a great area. Nothing like this could be the new you. The new you. You came out of your chrysalis, well, and you're a beautiful butterfly. And this is the new you. Well, unfortunately, it's the same me. <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't as pretty as a chrysalis uh, where I was. (laughs) Are you
0: prevented from being a politician again or no?
1: That could happen. I hope hope so. You hope you you are prevented. You don't want the temptations to overwhelm you. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, uh, Richard Nixon, of all people, said in his book Leaders, he says, being a leader is watching someone else do something badly as a leader and insisting on replacing them. And that's the way I looked at it prior to that, but it's not my role. I wasn't a good politician because I said what what I thought (laughs) and I tried to do what I believed. And those things don't necessarily work in politics. They really don't.
0: I guess not. Well, I know you have to go back on uh, air soon. I have two things I got to see before you go. Not see, but maybe one see and one ask. I got we it. still have
1: we, we still have some time, but go ahead. Yeah.
0: Could you show me the uh, ankle bracelet
1: or no? Uh, <laughs> is yeah. that like allowed? I want to see one of these things. There it is, folks. The light is coming up. I want it doesn't. It doesn't look like like much. I mean, that's it. Oh, I you see, see it.
0: it? Uh, yeah, and you can, so go. if you came up my house now and said let's cut this thing off, what happens? Then the alarm goes off or something.
1: Well, they know where you are and they know if you're going according to the schedule you submitted the week before, and it's got to be a permissible place to be. And uh, they monitor closely. I get called three times a day, uh, yeah, as, as late as one in the morning, and they just make sure you're here. You know, I think they realize I'm not trying to. I mean, because they got if I went somewhere, all of a sudden I think I'm going to be you know smart enough to go drink in a bar or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd no. be in handcuffs in an hour.
0: <laughs> no, but meteor being a meteorologist, what if the unfortunate circumstance, because this has happened to cows in Nebraska, if there's a vortex over you, uh, a severe rotating thunderstorm and it produces a tornado, <laughs> if you get sucked up in that tornado, you can be thrown miles away and then you're thrown out of your juris- jurisdiction, right?
1: I don't think that I would be permitted an act of God. <laughs> okay. that Okay. <one. laughs> And the other thing I want to ask you is now that
0: you have my number and I have yours, are the feds going to be watching me? They're going to be saying, "Why <laughs> what, what are
1: you communicating? Not. I'm, I'm not doing anything, Joe. <laughs> I, may be, look. I may be aggravating them with what I say, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm not committing any crime. So I don't think you are either. <laughs> they're look, they're look, let's, at let's your- look at it this one, Joe, of all the thousands of people I know, I'm, I'm, Myself and AJ were the only ones that went to prison. So,
0: okay. <laughs> so I'm okay in your contacts.
1: I think you're okay, yes. Okay, the contacts are good. Excellent. <laughs> they'll say, "Oh, that's that guy we watched in prison." <laughs> <laughs> Do I have any fans in prison or no?
0: You did, sure you did. Oh, that's good. Shout yeah. out to all. Shout out to all your uh, prisoner buddies if they're going to listen to this later on.
1: Yeah, hopefully they'll see it if it's on. Well, if it's on NEP, they they will. Why they watch, watch p and the other stations? uh so yeah this is gonna it, be on at, our, at school kill school kill and at allenwood
0: yep it's gonna be on our youtube channel and it's gonna be a podcast on all podcast platforms so everyone well, gets they to won't they won't, get
1: to see, they won't get to see it then that's there's <laughs> no access to that
0: <laughs> oh no okay well, when no. They're out. well
1: this, was, this was great i hope you had a great time always joe always it's always a pleasure to be with you my friend it, it really is yeah, because people, uh,
0: they said on the air, you sometimes say, let's hear the weather now from my buddy, Joe Snedeker. And then they'd ask me, they'd be like, are you buddies with them? And I'd be like, uh, yeah, we, we hung out a couple of times. We've done things together, right?
1: Been- <laughs> well, see Joe, you, you are instantly knowable after watching you all these years. And, uh, I, I, think I think we hung I, out at a bar like
0: 10 years ago Though i remember hanging right. out with you in a bar 10 years ago a,
1: l- a little more than 10 but yeah <laughs> a little more than 10 okay yeah, that's yeah. the extent no, of i used it. to see i used to see because of the media thing and the radio thing i'd see you here and there and 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 you're immediately likable so you know i always said ah he's my buddy you know
0: <laughs> you can say that anytime that's fine with me
1: all right joe <laughs> all right thanks for everything big daddy thank you my friend anytime anytime yeah. And if you, and, ever you can, it, and you can call in anytime. Now, if you, if you get political all of a sudden. <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good for you.
0: Good for you. <laughs> I don't like politics. I don't like Christmas. And I don't like Disney.
1: They're my three things. All right. <laughs> all right. Good for you. Good for you. Peace, my friend. <laughs> Peace out, Joe.
0: Curiosity. What are you so curious about?
1: Everything. Mr. Curiosity. Wow.